I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess 50 for 50, where each week I will look at a year in my life to find the geek influences, ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week it's 1998! While I was enjoying working as a youth worker, the world turned with an extra second added to the year. Above me, an ambitious plan was coming to fruition with the Russian and the US space agencies delivering the first parts of the brand new International Space Station into orbit. It is the longest occupied low orbit platform, with people living in space since the year 2000. Also in space was John Glenn. He was the first American to orbit the Earth in 1962, and at the age of 77 in 1998, he was a payload specialist on the Space Shuttle Discovery. Space featured in one of the biggest films of the year, Armageddon, pitting Bruce Willis against a planet-killer meteor. It was a good action film that had the flaw of taking itself too seriously in parts, but I still enjoy it today. Disney gave us the animated Mulan and A Bug's Life, while the sequel to The Blues Brothers added a confusing 2000 to the title, and a John Goodman to bring us some great music. The Mask of Zorro is one of my favourite films of that year, with that part of me that all wants to be a swashbuckler adventurer. But the biggest surprise for me was The Truman Show, an excellent examination of society's greed for reality TV and the effects of the subjects watched. The biggest surprise was how good an actor Jim Carrey can be when he has to act. He's one of those actors I try and avoid, but in this he was brilliant. Peace was starting to look like a reality in 1998, and I think it was due to two things. First, the interest of the American government had in the situation. Say what you like about President Clinton, and in 1998 there was a lot to say, but he gave us permission to realise that we were better than the fighting and that we could make a difference. Secondly, there was a new Secretary of State for Northern Ireland. These UK government ministers usually came and made some noise and then left as soon as they could. But Mo Mullen was different. She treated the local politicians like the children they acted like, and she took no nonsense, and she pushed people forwards, so that by Easter our politicians had an agreement, and by May, we all, everyone in the island of Ireland, got to vote on whether we should accept the new agreement or not. There was a resounding yes to the Good Friday Agreement. I had the privilege of meeting Momolan as part of my job. Because my job was funded by what was called peace money, she visited us and met some of the young people. She ignored the local elected councillors who were fawning over her and just talked to the young people, finding out their views and things. It was one of those few times I was impressed by a politician. My comic book buying was picking up again. Marvel UK had changed format again with the now titled Essential X-Men and Astonishing Spider-Man delivering our American reprints to the newsagent. I was picking up the X-Men title because it was publishing Hunt for Xavier, bringing the X-Men from Excalibur back home. Shadowcat, Nightcrawler and Colossus helped the X-Men team track down the missing Professor Xavier. A fun story and a good jumping on point. The Spider-Man title gave me identity crisis. What is a Spider-Man to do when the world is out to hunt him down? Take up four new costumed identities, of course. Not as consistent as the X-Men story as it spanned not only four titles but four creative teams, 
but it was fun to see how Peter Parker coped or didn't cope with the new superhero identities. When peace was promised in Northern Ireland, some found it harder to let go of the violent ways. During the annual 12th fortnight in July, three boys were burned alive when loyalist paramilitaries wanted control of the local drugs market. This was in the town I was working in, and it shocked the community. There were those who denied that it was sectarian, those who claimed that it was another group who killed them. But for me, it was the last time that I played with the Silver Band on an Orange March. It was time to move on. And as the summer ended, we all thought we had moved on. I was in another home visiting when the news of the Oma bomb came through. And soon we heard of the numbers that were dead. In a busy county town, Republican paramilitaries placed a bomb in a car on one of the main shopping streets. They did call in the warning, but the wrong location of the bomb was given. Police trying to make people safe were inadvertently moving people to where the bomb was. At 3.10pm, the bomb went off. It was the deadliest single incident of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. 29 people were killed, including unborn twins and their mother, and two Spanish students on a trip. 220 others were injured. This came when we should have had peace. And these two instances could have triggered more violence. But the people of Northern Ireland had had enough. They had searched their souls when they voted in the Good Friday Agreement and they had made personal sacrifices in the hope of peace. And in 1998, nothing could make them go back to the violence that had gone before. If you would like to contact me, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at MarksMessPodcast without the T, on Facebook at MarksMessPodcasts, and thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Music